So I'm Mark Cunningham, and we are back with another episode of Overcaffeinated. This is our fifth episode. Um, and if you haven't watched before, we say it's like the view, but not terrible. That's kind of our slogan for the show. Um, so we're coming to you live from the Tailgate Brewery on Demembrian Street. Um, that's one of our new things, is we're trying to go to different places instead of just in our office. Awesome backdrop. Too. Yeah, nice like backdrop. It. We have paintings, beer. I mean, unfortunately, we're not drinking any yet, but we have some here. Um, so as usual, we have our CEO and scooter enthusiast, Justin Owen, over there. Um, but we, we have a very special guest today. He's a nationally renowned. Yeah, look back. He's over, over, he's over there. <laughs> he hasn't taken his <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's a nationally renowned talk radio show host. Um, he's always one of the 50 most influential conservatives in the country. Um, but on top of that, you're kind of a jack of all trades, right? Oh, yeah. You, you write books? Like, what, they're mystery type books? Yeah, I do spy novels and things like that. Yeah. Spy novels, and you have a podcast with your son that's a lot more fun and kind of shows a different side right. of you as well. We do Way better than this show. Talking yeah. about everything but politics. <laughs> everything but politics. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. And we're going to talk more about Podgoats later and kind of what, why you decided to do that. Okay. Um, but, and you can listen to the show 3 to 7 p.m. on 99.7 here in Nashville, Monday through Friday. So make sure you listen in. Um, before we start, our, our tradition here is to try the coffee. So this is from East Park Donuts and Coffee, which I think is by your house, right, Justin? That's right, East Nashville. East which Nashville. Mark's afraid to go to East I don't, Nashville. I don't like that many hipsters. Dangerous. There's too many hipsters for me. I can't <laughs> deal with it. Um, so we're going to take a sip, and we're going to see how we, we like it. I'll let you guys go first. And it's ice because it's so hot outside. We're, if you can't tell me about sweat, we're filming outside. Outside. So what do yeah. you think? Very great decision. Okay, so what, like? one to ten there, Justin. I like it. I will give this one like an eight. It's Whoa. a good coffee. And you don't like... You don't even need the creamer or anything. You don't like need that. sugar. That's what, that's what yeah. I feel. I, I'd say eight point six. Yeah, it's not well, too good. Go, so now, now we have now the expert's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't sue us, East Park Donuts. We don't we don't we don't want a lawsuit. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's really good. You know, my grandmother started iced coffee. No way. I like thought, invented? Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought she was weird because this is back in the sixties. This woman was drinking iced coffee. She would make a pot of coffee, she'd let it cool off, and then she'd pour it over ice and she would drink it. And I'd go, what the heck is wrong with you? And now it's That's a multi-billion dollar oh, business. Oh, I know it. I should, it she was like 40 it. years before the trend. Oh, absolutely. Why Why didn't I take that and run with it? I know. You wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to do this if you did that. You'd be way, way richer. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, that's not bad at all. I, I like I'm it. not a big iced coffee person because I was sort of traumatized by my grandmother. But, <laughs> but when you're um, outside, oh yeah, when you you're outside, that's really good. Choice. My kids drink iced coffee. Okay. Well, they're you know they're they're in that millennial age. So. It's it's nice in the summer though. I mean, you can go outside and you don't have to feel like yeah. you're sweating even more than you already yeah, would. It's, it's nice. not the whiskey we had when we had John. We Rich had John Rich. We drank ah, whiskey with yeah. him. I did not care for that, no. but he was fine with it. You can't <laughs> hang with John Rich drinking whiskey. <laughs> Nobody can. Um, so let's get into our first topic. Uh, one of the things that has been kind of a big deal on the national stage has been student loan forgiveness. So we right. have um, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren running for president, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about this. So Phil, we're gonna start with you. First of all, it's kind of in the mainstream now where it used to kind of be a crazy idea. Now people are talking about like, that are actually legitimate candidates for president. Right. So what is your thoughts on this? And we, I think we can all acknowledge there is a problem there. How would you fix it? Well, if they're gonna do loan forgiveness, I want mortgage forgiveness. You know, I, I got myself in, in uh, way too much, you know, way over my head with my mortgage, so I can't I can't pay it. Bernie, please pay my mortgage. I'll sign up for that one too. Here's the deal. I went through this with my kids. They were getting ready to go to college when the oldest one was getting ready to go, go to college. So I was looking at different ways because, you know, like like an idiot, I didn't save up. You know, I said, Ah, how much can it be? And then you're going to UT, and of course they didn't. You know, they had the Hope Scholarship, but they lost that in the first semester. So um, <laughs> I'm looking at ways to pay for this, and I'm thinking, okay. So I go to a bank, right? And I said, I need a loan for um, education. He went, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, what's wrong? He said, if you want a loan for a boat, 
Just tell me that. You want a loan for whatever? I cannot give you a loan for education. You have to go through the government. And so my kids couldn't qualify for a student loan, but I could. So the ones who can't pay it back are the ones who qualify. The ones with no credit, no job, no possible way of paying this back, at least anytime soon, are the ones who get the loan. I couldn't get a loan. So this is how crazy it is. These people don't know what they're getting into on the front end. If you're paying, if you come out of college with $500,000 in debt, there ain't no college on earth that's worth $500,000. Vanderbilt's right down the street, what is that, $60,000, $70,000? Yeah, at least, you know? yeah, grad school's probably about a hundred. It's, I mean, unless you're gonna be a doctor or you're gonna be, you know, I don't know, a basketball player or whatever, an <laughs> MBA, it's just, it's not gonna be worth it. So we need to be telling them on the front end. But here's the deal, there's a disconnect between these universities and the product because I've, you know, my, all three of my kids went to UT. They never stopped building. 2008 came, 2009, they're still building. They're still, you know, cranes everywhere. They're still, they're tearing up the middle of uh, the, the main street down there and they're putting all, and I'm going, they just don't feel the pain because there's not the free market working with it. So they don't have to feel the pain. They're That's not right. If you tell these kids, you can't get a loan. I'm not going to give you a loan for $20,000, $30,000 a year because your credit risk, then the universities start going, well, maybe we need to lower the price. Maybe we need to stop building so much crap. My kids lived in a dorm that was perfectly fine. The next year they had to move out because they were tearing five of them down and putting new ones up. You know why? Because they wanted a place where they could sit and, and have coffee. You know, they want a little coffee shop and I'm going- Bowling alley. Coffee, you know, yeah, coffee. Yeah, it's crazy. My dorm room, you know, the shower was at the end. All the guys were showering together. It was a place, you know, you went in there, it was a bunk, you no air conditioning. That's the way it ought to be. It Just ought to, shy of a prison cell, right? <laughs> college ought to be like freaking boot camp, for crying out loud. And then maybe they'll get out, you know, now, instead of taking six years. Now, Justin, tell me this. One of the thoughts, Dan Crenshaw, who's the uh, Republican representative from Texas, said, this is going to hurt the people who didn't couldn't afford to go to college. The very people yeah, who couldn't sure. get a loan right. or just said, you know what, it's better use of my time to go into the workforce. In some places, making more than the kids that are graduating college, but then they're going to have to pay for it. Correct. So. Yeah, and that's what the, I mean. Do you agree with that sentiment? They're the ones who have to pay for this thing where these people who didn't think about it beforehand. Yeah, it's not their education, and the kids aren't getting jobs anyway, so they're not going to be able to pay the taxes that we need them to pay to pay off the student loans when the government sets or government takes it over. We need to do things like Mitch Daniels did in Indiana. So after he left as governor. He went and ran Purdue, and he's the current president of Purdue University. He goes in and says, you know what, instead of getting all these kids so far into debt, we're going to put our money where our mouth is as a school. We're going to give you a free ride. We're going to let you go to school for free, and then we're going to help you get a job, and then we're going to garnish your wages at 3% per year until we make our money back. So go. now both parties are incented to get a good job and to get an education that will help them get that job. That's the wave of the future. Instead of getting the government involved, even more in student loans, we need to be doing things like that. What he said, look, <laughs> I was walking, during all this Occupy Wall Street stuff, and I'm not making this up, there was a guy who had, uh, he said, he's sitting there belly aching, he's camped out with his laptop, you know, they're all against big corporations, but he's got his MacBook Pro <laughs> and he's drinking his Starbucks coffee, and he's on Twitter and Facebook, but he hates corporations. And he says, this student loan, I, it's incredible, I can't possibly pay this student loan. They said, well, what kind of degree did you get? He said, I got a master's in puppetry. I'm not making that up. A master's in Who gets a degree in puppetry? Even have that a as a, yeah. So he had a bachelor's in puppetry first, yeah, then he yeah, had a master's yeah, to really a be a puppeteer. I'm sure he's going to be Dr. Puppet before <laughs> we know. I mean, it's just crazy. Well, from Dr. Puppet to college sports, that's a great, that's a great transition. Um, 
you, you actually mentioned something about this, but one of the big arguments, and it's even the, on the right we have some issues on this, where people are kind of arguing with each other. Should college athletes get paid? If they're bringing in millions of dollars to their university, should they get paid? What, what is your thing? Justin, we'll start with you on this one. Do you think they should get paid? I do. I'm a free marketeer, and I believe that, you know, I don't believe in indentured servitude in any environment, including in education. Now, I do understand that we're giving them a free ride and we're giving them other things, but I think the, the NCAA has to police all of this stuff so much because of the structure that we have in place. The schools are making hundreds of millions if not billions off this. The NCAA certainly is. They're profiting off of it, yet we won't let the kids make any money. And I think that are there regulations and restrictions on it? Perhaps. But I do think that if we're using these kids' likeness to make money off them, that they should be able to participate in the profits. Not so fast. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lee Corso over here. <laughs> Here's the deal. The problem with this, and I understand and I agree with your basic premise about the free market. The problem is the disparity between the players is going to rip teams to pieces. If you come in there as the next LeBron James, you're going to make this. Then there's the guy who comes in. He's not so good. He's making this. All of a sudden, all of a sudden the guy's driving around campus in a Lamborghini. This guy's in a Yugo. And then, of course, the class warfare kicks in. The team camaraderie completely falls apart because of money. I think they get a great education. You can go to Duke University, to Vanderbilt, to some of the finest universities in the country for free. That should be enough. When you, If you're good enough, you get out on the other side, you're not going to ever have to worry about money. So the really good ones are going to get paid anyway. The ones who are mediocre are never going to get paid, whether they're in college or they're not going to go to the pros. So I just think it ruins college sports. Let me ask you a question. This is kind of a middle ground of this. What do you think about the NCAA just not stopping them from going to the pros? They go to the pros whenever they want. Because the problem is in basketball, you have to play one year, right. and in football, you have to play two. If they got rid of that, but then didn't pay them, that seems, to well, me, baseball, that seems like a middle ground. You don't ground. have to go in baseball. Yeah, but it, well, I mean, it already exists. I thought, uh, uh, what's his name? Ball was starting a whole new league. What's, his, what's the guy's name? Oh, oh yeah, LeVar Ball. Yeah, I thought he was starting a whole new league. I think he's really. bankrupt right now. I think, well, I think it's, yeah, it's shocking. He, it didn't idea. work out. He's such a smart guy. Uh, <laughs> So let's move on. We've been doing some exit polling on the mayoral race. And just to plug, we're going to be doing our first live uh, political show. We're going to be coming in the results of the mayoral race. And we've done some exit polling. And one of the biggest issues in Nashville and across the state is... Scooters. Well, that's it. He loves scooters. You should. We, we fight about it all the time, but he loves scooters. I actually rode one. It was pretty cool. You liked it? Oh, you got it. I was we, we, scared <laughs> of it, though. I mean, you know. We well, had the scooter brigade over right, here. Go ahead. I mean, we'll get into scooters. <laughs> so, but one of the biggest issues people kept bringing up was property taxes. Yeah. And they said, you know, we want to pay for all these things, but we don't want our property taxes raised. So with this going on around the state, and this, you're kind of one of the big people. You talk about property tax a lot in Nashville. Right. So tell, tell everyone your thoughts on property tax and what can we do to, I mean, we have a terrible budget problem here in Nashville right now. What can we do to close that without raising that? Stop spending so much. I mean, I, you know, I hate pro the, property tax is one of the worst taxes because when you say, well, you own your house and then you finish paying for it, you never own your house. You don't pay your property tax one year, they come get it. So you don't right. really ever own your house as long as you got to pay a property tax every year. Having said that, we'd have to restructure all of the tax system to find a way to fill the void. But the deal is you should never have to raise the percentage of a property tax. It is an automatic increase with inflation tax. You should never have to raise it. People say, well, we need more money. Well, what is it now? I mean, eventually, with your logic, you're going to go to 100% of the property uh, as a property tax. Right. You we should never have to raise that or sales tax. And any entity, whether it's a state or whether it's a city, that's having to raise either one of those, it's because of mismanagement. We have to pay for these crappy art, though. I mean, if we, without the well, art, how, how's, how's the city going to work? The, the naked statues out there. When that first started, a guy called the show. He said, it looks like uh, somebody yelled fire on Hank Williams' tour bus. <laughs> 
It does. It really does. We got a great view of it right here. Cracking all. So, so, so Justin, what do you think? What do you think can, can be done about property taxes? Well, something's got to be done. I mean, we, we uh, did some research in just the last three months alone. I can remember it's over a dozen different local governments have proposed in total more than $200 million in property taxes. It's not like we're struggling as a state. We've got a great roaring economy. Our state over the last, since 2012, when we got rid of the, the death tax, has cut over $3 billion in taxes and returned that back to the taxpayers' right. pockets. Yet the local governments are starving. It's because they have a spending addiction and that not right. a revenue problem. The so we've got to stop that. The government is there to do only what the private sector won't, can't, or yep. shouldn't do. And if you, you go by that mantra and you won't get in trouble. If you start building building sports stadiums because you say, oh, it's going to bring in revenue, it may or it may not, but it's not the role of the government. That's the private sector. If we can get elected officials to understand that their role is to only do what the private sector can't provide, like roads and military and coining money, then we got it made. And then we wouldn't have a budget deficit. And we have an ally on corporate welfare here, too. That's right. Definitely on our page on that as well. We're real, very against stadium subsidies. So let's talk about uh, a little bit more of a fun topic. Amazon Prime Day uh, was two days ago. And uh, if you can see, I actually got a, I bought these socks on oh, Prime Day. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, I'm going to break everything to show that. But um, So talk about We all shop on Amazon and buy a lot of stuff we don't need. Right. So I'm interested. Do you, what is the dumbest purchase you ever made? I, I bought 100 Slim Jims once because it was on sale. Um, and, I mean, it's hard to deal with those sales. So what is the dumbest thing you bought on Amazon? This year you bought and you're like, God, why did I spend money on that? That was going to be mine. But Slim even, Jims? Well, they aren't <laughs> Slim Jims. They're even worse. They were tur turkey jerky. Because I thought, you know what? I like jerky. This is healthier when I travel. The little travel size. Throw those in my bag and then get on the plane and almost throw up on the plane because they're so gross. So I've got 99 left. And just <laughs> put, like them on, you, put them on eBay. eBay that's right. yeah, sell for half the price. That's that'll right. be that'll be great. What about you, Phil? Have you ever bought something really weird on on Amazon? I have. I don't think I have. I'd have to go back and look at my orders. You know, where you can go back from year to year. You go, oh, I bought all this crap. Um, You're a physical I, conservative, though, so well, it makes yeah, sense. I mean, I only buy what I need. You know, I mean, like the last thing I bought was a bilge pump for the boat. So. Uh, and then I ended up buying the wrong one, so that's, you know. That was the dumbest now, thing you bought. Yeah, now, yeah, <laughs> now i got to send it back. And, but, no, Prime Day, it was interesting because my headphones broke. I have these wonderful, they're the best sounding headphones in the world, but the band on the top, as gentle as you can be opening these things up, eventually it breaks. I've talked to the people, I said, you got to fix this, it's a flaw. Anyway, my headphones broke about two days before Prime Day, so I started getting some new headphones. So, I so you had to buy your own headphones? Oh, you yeah. Don't even oh, yeah. <laughs> It's capitalism, man. <laughs> well, they provide some headphones, but you don't want to use them. Um, and you don't know who else has been using them. No, I, I went to buy some headphones, and I'm looking on Amazon Prime. I'm going, it said, you can save $5 on $200 headphones. I'm going, what a deal? Whoop the frickin' do. So I think I'll wait. I didn't want to make a snap decision. Maybe Black Friday, because there's usually a lot of great deals Black yeah. Friday, if, oh, you can, yeah. if you can wait that long. And they had Amazon, they had Prime Day for two days this, day, this time. They did, absolutely, yeah. Prime Days. Yeah. They actually had a really good Bose set for 130 I saw. Nice. I think a you might what? have missed a Bose headphone set for 130 I think you missed out. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll be your people, personal shopper from People now. buy these Beats. Let me tell you, kids out there, Beats are crap. <laughs> I'm just telling you, as from a professional broadcaster, Beats are garbage. Don't buy Beats headphones. Sorry. Jay-Z's cool. Jay-Z's Jay cool, though. Yeah. They're not a sponsor of this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Jay-Z that's always standing there selling newspapers over here at Music Row. Isn't that, that Jay-Z? I mean, That'd I be a different one. I came when he was waving. I'm going, my God, where's Beyonce? I mean, there's Jay-Z 
standing on a street corner. I mean, times are bad in the rap business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, with all that money he's making on beats, I think he's good. <laughs> so we always do this thing of what show you're watching, and we kind of tell you, you say what show you're watching at that point. But because Phil uh, kind of has a thing with sitcoms, and him and his son talked about that at length on the, sh on the uh, podcast Podgoats, yeah. I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite sitcom of all time that people should be watching if they're not? And you have to tell them the reason why. I think the Andy Griffith Show is the most perfect sitcom of all time because you can go back and watch that. It's not a stream of jokes. It's exactly what sitcom is supposed to be, situational comedy. It is so funny. It is It, it uh, holds up after 50, 60 years. I just think the Andy Griffith Show, when Don Knotts was on there, because I think he was a comedic genius on that show, not so much on Three's Company and, some other, and <laughs> the incredible great. Mr. Limpet and stuff. But... Uh, but I, I think the Andy Griffith show is my go-to. What would you say is a good one today? The best one since the 90s? Is it like Friends or...? I think Seinfeld is probably oh, yeah, okay. without a doubt. Seinfeld is hilarious. And, and as I said on the podcast, you know, I sort of pioneered Seinfeld. It was a summer replacement. I was watching it. I think three other people in the country were watching it. Nobody was watching the show. And they almost didn't bring it back for the yeah. fall. And so I started telling them. They said, you know, I started reading... I don't think Seinfeld's coming back. I said, I, I told my whole family, I said, watch this show. And then when they all started watching, I stopped. You know, because I don't want to be watching what everybody else is watching. <laughs> so Phil Valentine's family is responsible for iced coffee and Seinfeld so far, by the, the way. So we get that kid from oh, America man. we live in right now. So Justin, it's I just a horrible place to live. I know. Tell Phil Valentine, the Valentine family. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> what, what about you? Seinfeld is definitely the best show in the history of the world. Wow. And I actually wrote a college paper in with some English class about Seinfeld because it's so great. And the good thing about because it's so different than any other show. You know, every other show you've got the sappy ending with this. There's a moral to the story, and it wraps it all up in a bow. Seinfeld destroyed all of that and just essentially said, "We're going to follow four horrible people through life <laughs> who are really doing nothing but just living their life. And there's going to be no moral. There's going to be no parable. It's just going to be what it is." And I think that was genius. And obviously. All of those guys are extraordinarily wealthy because of it. Today. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, uh, uh, in addition to inventing iced coffee and uh, discovering Seinfeld, I just got to tell this story. This is a true story. When Murphy Brown was on, I, I submitted a script for an episode, and they didn't take it. And that same script ended up on Seinfeld. No way. Uh, oh, yeah. Which show was it? Uh, I, Can I you can't say? remember. No, well, I didn't get credit for it. I think. <laughs> they just <laughs> stole your idea. They stole my idea. Yeah. My idea, well, you remember Frank on Murphy Brown? Is that he was mistaken for being gay, and then the whole thing, and then they did the same thing. Oh, on they Sunday. did do that, yeah, yeah. with uh, George and yeah, with, with George and Jerry. And being I'm going, gay come people. on now. Not we're, that there's anything wrong with no, that. No. We're not <laughs> So okay, so you're actually you're a writer too, aside I'm a writer. He, of he does everything. You, uh, uh, and me. also, I don't watch the show, but uh, they tell me I have a Costanza wallet. I, that's the only you thing do. I can do. I have a Costanza. I've never watched an episode, but everyone tells me I have a Costanza wallet. So I'm going to do my rant real quick, which we do every week or every month, and I rant about how I like Nickel back and things like that. Um, actually, actually, you, my, you like Nickelback too? I took my kid my to God. Nickelback Oh, God. That's got to do a better oh, vetting. Oh, all, he does, all he does, everyone trashes Nickelback. Was, I'll defend them to the death. And it was nothing but me and him and bikers. I well, didn't, and I didn't even know bikers like Nickelback. I, I go, what the? <laughs> everyone likes Nickelback, I think. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to rant about They're so popular, they're unpopular. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that they sell out every concert. That's Obviously, right. nobody likes them. Um, I'm going to rant about people who stand in the middle of the street, especially on Broadway, oh, yeah. and they have no self-awareness. Or in the airport, when oh, they're just standing God. there, they don't they don't think anybody's around them. Or they're walking slow, but they take off the entire sidewalk, so you can't walk past them either way. So you're walking in the street, you might get hit by a car, who knows, but because they just are not aware of other people. It's one of the worst things that I can deal with. And going to Broadway is tough. 
I can't deal with it for that. And then the airport. Oh, God. It's the worst. don't go to Broadway, by the way. So. I, st- I still like Broadway. I- I'll defend it on weekdays. Weekdays at 6 o'clock. Weekdays so, at 6 o'clock. <laughs> if you want to see me, I'll be there weekdays at 6 o'clock. You go to the Phil show with me from there. Well, I'll, I'll take that and I'll run with it. Okay. Uh, pedestrians who walk, they're walking across to go to the grocery store, but they don't walk straight across. They walk diagonally for about 10 minutes. Yes. Waiting for you to get, get out of the freaking <laughs> way, for crying out loud. I'm trying to shop here. Well, the Steve Nashville's kind of figured out because they have the crosswalks that are diagonal, but it's all at one time. So you right. can't go unless, I mean, nobody follows the directions, but that's the way. Unless so, you ride a scooter. Yep, that's right. <laughs> diagonal walkers, we have Everybody's following the rules of scooters. Okay. They, they've fixed the scooter thing, I think, because they've just, they've shrunk it down it's gotten to better. a manageable. I will admit that there were a lot <laughs> they were, the They're like bees <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be a quick one. We do this or that. I'm going to ask you two people or two things. You pick which one you like better in a one-sentence description. Why? We'll start with you, Phil. Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity? Oh, see, Sean's an old friend of mine. Um, we go way back. So you like... I mean, but if, if he wasn't friends with you, who would you like listening to more? Rush Limbaugh. Sorry, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry Uh-oh. I said it. Newsbreaker. What do you I'm got, sorry. Justin? He is an old friend indeed, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Rush. I mean, he pioneered the you know conservative talk radio and, and still rocking and rolling. And he's funnier. I think he's yeah, funnier. And I, think, I think Sean would agree with that. Okay, well, there. Okay, we're there the other. There would be no Sean with there was. There you go. That's true. There'd Let... be no anybody. In yeah, that's, radio. that's right. We're here the other way now. Rachel Maddow or Don Lemon? You have to pick one. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. It's tough, but we got to go both sides. Who we hate more? No, it's, it's like... who you can tolerate a little bit if you had to pick one. I cannot stand Rachel Maddow's voice nor anything that comes out of it. So Don Lemon on mute. He's got a nice voice. I think he's got a nice voice. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you got? I can't stand Rachel Madcow either, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Don the Lemon. Okay. Deep dish pizza or thin crust pizza? We just had oh, some pizza here at Tailgate. Which one you got? Thin, always. Okay. Thin. I, I agree with that Deep one. Deep dish, Chicago style, all the way. Oh, man. Have you been to Have you been to the new um, Gino's 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 Not here. I've been, in, I've been in Chicago. I, I was just here. in Chicago and ate the deep dish, and I about threw up. It's, I mean, it's just, it's it's so filling. We ordered a large, lot. and nobody could eat the thing. We it's had there. each one slight going, oh. It's overrated, for sure. Yeah. So I've learned so, to cook my own on the green egg. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's a talented chef. So, Nicki Minaj or Cardi B? I, you might not know any oh, of the songs. Nicki, but no, Nicki Minaj by a long shot. Really? Okay, what about neither. you? You can't pick neither. You have to pick one. Hey, Cardi B came out against like taxes at some point. Yeah, that's right. She had like a... Very, very coherent <laughs> rant. So I'll go with her because okay. of that. Yeah. I, I can't stand either one's politics, but Nicki Minaj is hotter. So that's okay, okay, well, there we go. I think I agree with that that point. So <laughs> college football or the NFL, you got to pick one to watch. Oh, no doubt. College football. College all football. The way. Right, what's your team? Tar Heels. That's, okay, so you don't really have a team. We got, that's good. No, no. we got Mac Brown back. That, so that's right. It's going to be They'll huge. be the best 3 1 team in the ACC, I bet. Oh, okay. So, so if you take, it's pretty hot out here. Would you take extreme heat, we'll say 100 degrees, or extreme cold, zero degrees? Extreme cold. You can always put more clothes on. You can. You only get to a certain point, you can't take any. And more legally, off. outside, you can't yeah, even do exactly. that. I, I, I found, I found an experience, that's right. <laughs> I'd rather have the heat. Well, it depends on when you're in it. You know, if you're in the heat, I'd rather have cold. If you're in the cold, I'd rather have heat. I'd rather have heat. Uh, all things said, I can't stand the cold. Okay. Well, you got you have a be- better tan than all of us, so we can tell that that's the case. <laughs> I like my translucent. Yeah, 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 it's better than mine still. Okay, so Phil, we're going to kind of go before we end here, kind of talk about uh, your journey here, and uh, you've been one of the most popular people on national talk radio for probably the last five, six years, and. You're kind of going back to doing just local stuff. I'm interested in the decision behind that. And are you are you excited to kind of focus on just the city instead of the entire U.S.? I mean, tell me about how that came about. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things changing in the national syndication syndication business, and it's just I got sick of beating my head up against the wall, quite honestly. But you know, I, you know it, there are a lot of 
uh, folks that get the attention and then you sort of get lost in the shuffle. I said, screw it. I mean, we'll go back to doing um, local where I can talk about the local issues. I mean, my gosh. You know, I came here when there was Bill Boner as the mayor. I mean, if you can't make if you can't make talk over Bill Boner, <laughs> you know, I mean, just the name itself. But your 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 mayor is Boner. Yeah. And so I said, there's plenty to talk about. And so. you missed the Megan Barry fun stuff. Oh, with that yeah. team. you missed all that. Oh, like, you still talk about well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, she, I think she was in the uh, graveyard looking for votes. <laughs> Um, I don't that's better than that's what she was what actually she was doing, doing. <laughs> probably. So I think that we. <laughs> well, speaking of Boner, but seriously, um, uh, Gosh, you we can that? edit things. Out, right? <laughs> no, we were, we're talking. We were talking about mayors speaking of Bill Boner. <laughs> Come on, where's your mind, please? For crying out loud, I mean you're embarrassing me. So I want you know I've been doing these spy novels and other novels and things like this. So I, I want to concentrate more on that. And then uh, my my middle son got out of school with an English degree. Which is about like a philosophy degree, you know. So, um, but he's got a you know, he's got a great voice and um, good presentation. So, my wife suggested that we start a podcast, and that was about all the same time. So, that's what we did the pod goats. And you know, of course, people of my generation going pod goat? Is this about agriculture? <laughs> no, God, come on, goat man, greatest of all time. You know, Tom Brady, the goats. Michael Jordan, the goat. So well, we'll disagree on the second one. Will Chamberlain, <laughs> but that, that, I mean that's the perfect, uh, perfect uh, bridge there. So let's talk about Pogos. It's a a super interesting show. So it's you and your son. Mm -hmm. You talk about everything and things that people face on a daily basis. You talk about women. You talk about dating. You talk, I mean, you talk about things that maybe a father and son would go to a bar and talk about. Sure. So tell us, kind of. I mean, you said your wife is the reason behind it, so that's another Valentine thing. She that actually was, came up with the name. Too. She came up with the game. Well, okay, so she's smarter than you are. We got no, that. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but talk about the show and, and I mean, what it's like to be able to work with your son on a professional level and kind of just have these cool discussions that seem to be really catching on. I read the Tennessee article about it, and it seems like it's really growing. It is. I mean, it, it has really taken off, and uh, hopefully, that's going to launch him in a pretty. He, he doesn't. You know, he 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 can do broadcasting, but he'd rather do podcasting because yeah. that's where everything's going. And I see that too. I mean, it's it's where the business is evolving too. But yeah, I mean, we sat and we first we're going to do a political thing where we talked about you know I get my generation, the baby boomers, the millennial generation get their take on what's going on, and then uh, we did a couple of episodes, listened to them, went, yeah. I mean, he just was not interested in politics. He knows about it, but he's just not interested in it. So we rebooted and we said, all right, let's just talk about things, everything but politics. And so we did one, uh, I think the first one was Doomsday. What do we do when the grid goes down? Yeah. You know? And then, I mean, Gotta we... have your go back. Yeah. And so <laughs> we, we, yeah, we talked about all that. I mean, actually, when they were in school in, at uh, Knoxville, we, I had a contingency plan. You know, if the grid goes down... Where you meet. Yeah. Yeah. Douglas, you're going to go out to where Campbell lives, and then Campbell, you're going to start heading towards Nashville with Douglas and, you know, hijack a horse or something. <laughs> But um, we had a tavern. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what's still right. That's yeah. right. They will. <laughs> so we had a contingency plan. So we talked about that, and then it led. You know, we talked about spies because we both love spies. And then from then, I mean, just the topic started falling out. I mean, so we we taglined the thing. You know, we were saying, well, what is this podcast about? I said it really is about the history of everything. We just haven't gotten everything yep. yet, but we're eventually going to get early, everything. Yep. So tell me, who does the art? The art is hilarious. That's always, Campbell always, does it. Oh, he does the art because you basically put your faces on a bunch of people who right. are not you, but in a hilarious way. <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, see, I, I said we need to do cover art, a different cover art for every episode. That'll set us apart from everybody else because Absolutely. everybody else is lazy. 
Present company accepted. No, but, no, no uh, definitely true. <laughs> for sure, lazy. So we, I started doing the first few, you know, and then he took over, and he is so much better at it. And then we got him an iPad, and he's, you know. But if you look at the Disney one, the illustration, he drew all that, and, you know, the whole thing is, uh, he's really a good artist. That's really cool. Wow. So he did, you know, caricatures of him and me. And me as Captain Hook, and he is Peter Pan. That was so. that was excellent. Okay, and I didn't know so he drew that. Oh, he drew. Oh, it. wow. Okay. So he does all that stuff, and it's really it really has called some new eyeballs to it because you know, what the heck, man? I mean, every episode, every episode's different. Every uh, co a cover art is different. And I saw people who kind of hate you for other things, which I mean, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, but but yeah. but they really <laughs> like you. They're like, wow, your dad is your dad is really cool. Even though I don't like his politics, I really like him as a person. Well, so you kind of bridge the gap there. Yeah, Campbell's had several girls, especially came to said, I thought I hated your dad. <laughs> And I actually love him. And so I said, well, okay, you know, I'm, and, and so we talk about everything except for politics. We never talk about politics on that podcast. And do you feel like it's kind of a way to, like, show that, that divide that we have in this country? It's like, look, you're conservative. You might be liberal. Look, I'm a good guy. You would right, like hanging out. Yeah. If we're not talking about politics, well, we can get along. We got 53 episodes out, I think, right now. Look at all that stuff that we can talk about that has nothing to do with politics. Yep. I mean, we don't have to talk politics all the time. I do it four hours a day, five days a week. I'm sort of sick of it when I get off, so... You know, let's talk about something else. Let's talk sports. Let's talk dating. Let's talk, you know, doppelgangers. You All go. the other stuff we talk, you know. It's just a lot of fun things to talk about. So before we go, we have to do the plug. How, how do they find the show? Podgoats.com. And that's P-O-D-G-O-A-T-S.com. Or you and now, you know. Don't go to goats.com. It'll be something you know, different. Cumulus, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Cumulus has taken over, you know, the marketing of it and everything. So you can go to 997WTN.com, click on podcast. You not only get that, but you get all the WTN podcasts and everything else. And you can download it right on your computer. There's a like right on the website. You can hit a download right button. There, it goes there. Shows you stuff. So listen to it. I mean, I've listened to a couple episodes, and it's great. And I'm, I plan to listen to more. So, uh, well, that's it. That's all the time we have for today. But we really appreciate your time, Phil. Thanks for coming by. And uh, we'll, next time Thanks, we're gonna have yep, we, we have uh, Mayor Glenn Jacobs coming up from the Knox County, and Glenn Reynolds, who's Insta pundit from Knoxville. And we have a couple surprise musical guests we're gonna tell you about later. So we will see you next month. And Megan Berry. And what well, we asked her, she said no. We'll, we'll see you next. <laughs>